Hey there, lady. My name is Molly Conley, and I'm devoted to helping women reinvent their love lives, whether that's after divorce, dating on and off the apps, or in their committed relationship. Why? Because I've been there. I'm a former college athlete who filed for divorce three years into marriage, swam in the online dating pool into my late 30s, and now I am married to the man of my spreadsheet dreams who I met four months before the world shut down. As a dating and relationship coach, I help my clients shift the focus from being obsessed with finding Mr. Right to shifting to herself as Miss Right Now. We build a foundation filled with clarity, connection, and confidence, knowing she is worth waiting for. Each week on the podcast, I'll bring you love life insights and savvy guests where you will receive the courage to release programmed limiting beliefs. Discover patterns and behaviors restricting you from finding and attracting quality men and ways to choose yourself first so you can build a foundation for a healthy relationship with yourself and a partner. Hey lady, welcome back. You are listening to the Reinventing the Arena podcast and I'm your host, Molly Conley. Within the past few weeks, I've had a a few clients ask me about triggers. Like, what are they? How do you get triggered? Why does it happen? So one of my clients in particular was sharing a moment where she was mad at her husband. And through our conversation, we discussed what triggered her, where it came from, and how she was going to have a conversation with him to you know, share what she found and how it made her feel. So today I'm going to briefly talk about triggers as well, give some examples, um, possibly some personal ones that I've overcome as well as some that I've seen with my clients. With that said, I'm not going to be sharing the full details of my clients' experiences because they are very specific and unique to them, which is also part of the unraveling process in my one-on-one private coaching. If you're interested in private coaching, I currently have three spots available to start this month and some openings in May. These spots are for either a six weeks coaching package or a three month. A six month is going to be opening up in June. So when I work with my clients, we first identify what self-sabotaging behaviors are affecting their relationships. Then we dig into specific areas around, you know, boundaries, limiting beliefs, and even your inner critic to expose areas of self-growth. By recognizing and accepting these areas, we can heavily lean into self-love through understanding the why and how you've attracted your past relationships. Taking action towards falling in love with yourself will allow you to discover what you truly want in a healthy relationship and a partner which is something we're going to be working through the entire coaching process. We will also determine how you will implement what you learned in the sessions so you can apply them to your love life. If this sounds like something you want to do for yourself, all you need to do is fill out the coaching application, which I'm leaving in the show notes, and I can reach out to you. All right, let's get into the triggers. So first off, what are triggers? Triggers are unresolved emotions around a specific moment in your life. More than likely you either push these moment or these emotions um, down so you could handle the moment or you didn't know how to handle or process the moment. So these emotions have stated like stayed with you 
and you buried them so deep that they only come out when you are triggered. Um, sometimes triggers can be from our childhood, which is why it takes time to fully ex explore and resolve them. Some of the emotions that come up from being triggered can be anger, um, embarrassment, guilt, shame, jealousy, um, sadness, fear. Let's see, I know there's two more. Regret and um, sometimes resentment. These emotions are usually thought as you know negative emotions, but once again, you're a human and you will have a variety of emotions just in a regular average day. So we can push these emotions down through patterns or through actions or habits that we do in our life. One that I typically see from high achievers would include overworking. And I'm not going to lie. I am, I am totally guilty of this too. Another one I see is being highly competitive with friends, family, and coworkers. Both of these are ways of self-sabotaging yourself because you think you have to prove yourself or prove your worth. In relationships, you might push people away, return to exes who are bad for you, or even doing the thing where we check in, or some people say like stalking your ex's social media accounts. So how do people even get triggered? It's a reaction versus a response to a situation. Let me dive into this even deeper. A reaction would be an outburst of an uncontrollable emotions. Sometimes this could be, you know, an example of pushing someone's buttons and those previous emotions that I mentioned that are considered negative come out. And a response would include emotional awareness and emotional intelligence when something or someone triggers you. You already know, let's say XYZ brings up a specific emotional reaction. So you are mentally aware and prepared. You get to choose how you respond to that situation. Um, let's see, for example, let's say, let's say you're on a second date with a guy at a restaurant that you recommended. You've been there numerous times and you even know some of the staff. He's never been there, but he's like totally cool with checking it out. When the server comes over to take your order, your date is extremely rude to him or her. And the server just leaves without saying a word, how you react or respond in that moment heavily relies on how you've handled the situation in the past and what you have learned or how you have learned to handle it with um, emotional awareness and emotional intelligence. A reaction could be being, you know, rude right back to him, walking out on the date, or even saying nothing and just like glaring at him from across the table. Now, a response could be that you're aware of how much of an asshole he is and you excuse yourself from the table to go use the restroom. Um, I have done that numerous times on a date when I knew it wasn't going to work out. Just like I have to gather my bearings and see if this is how I want to continue. Um, you find the server, let's say, and you apologize for your date's behavior. You could then come back to the table and let him know that like, the date is over or that you don't appreciate his behavior in an establishment that you frequently go to. You could do all of this in a calm and collected way. That's a response. The way he reacts or responds is up to him. 
Now you're probably thinking, okay, Molly, just because some dude is rude to my, to the server, like, why is this a trigger? The reason why this could be a trigger, and this is why this is unique to every single person. So I have to make up a story is because maybe you were in another relationship where the person was always rude to other people. And eventually he started talking, talking rudely to you and putting you down. He made you feel ashamed for who you are um, and dragged you down. Maybe you even felt like depressed or like isolated in your relationship. Now, when you see other people being rude, you know how to handle it for yourself and others. You might stand up for those people as you didn't stand up for yourself in the past. Because you're aware of the trigger, you know how to handle your emotions and what action you want to take. You're able to do this in a way that best suits you and others involved. This way, you have control of your emotions. It allows you to take your power back and handle situations in real time. Which leads me to a fantastic question a client asked me specifically about triggers. She wanted to know if it was bad to have triggers on the first date. And I'm going to say it depends. Triggers are our own baggage. We have to pick through them to decide what serves us and what doesn't. Because um, triggers can also be positive. Um, as long as you don't go off into like a fantasy land where you're dreaming of your wedding dress and like how his last name sounds with your first name, <laughs> if, if you do that at all. So like if the date brings up something that causes you to have fear, you might need to be aware of like what topics, situations, and relationship, like specific issues that cause you to feel afraid. You will then need to decide how you want to respond. If you have a gut feeling to react, that is how you know that you will need to do more work around this trigger. I mentioned one of my triggers in episode 17 when Brad joined me. We were talking about our first date and when I found out that he took an Uber or Lyft, and I instantly felt on alert, but I already knew what was going on for me. I have dated alcoholics in the past, and honestly, I have gone out of my way to help them when they had DUIs or any other sort of repercussions from drinking and driving. Now, to be honest, when I was coming up with this episode, I didn't realize that every single person that I seriously dated and even my ex-husband all had DUIs. That's four serious relationships since 2007 to 2019. So any sort of behavior or situation that brought up memories or feelings from those relationships triggered me to be on alert and to question if this was someone I really wanted to date. Instead of walking away, I mean, it was the end of the night, of course, but like, Instead of walking away and never talking to him again, I was already prepared and secure with myself to have the conversation, which I think I even brought up the next day. And if this is something you think you want to know more about, I'm going to be including part of this, like how I discovered this um, in my free masterclass this month. It's called Looking for Love. So you can gain clarity around what you want and why in a relationship and a man. So feel free to sign up. I'm going to have that also in the show notes. Um, and if you want to jump back to the episode 17 to hear more about our short conversation around this trigger, feel free because you'll get to hear <laughs> what, what Brad's thoughts were when I brought this up. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did I, how did I get to this point? 
So a small step that you can take around triggers is developing a deeper sense of awareness, which is going to heighten your emotional intelligence. Then of course, if you've been listening to this for a while, these episodes, you know what I'm going to say so that you can then reflect. (laughs) You want to grab a journal, pull up your notes app or however you want to do this. I recommend keeping something in writing so you can return to it, not only to remind yourself of this trigger, but to further your awareness. Now, if you haven't listened to episode 19, go back and listen to it. And once you're finished, like once you're finished with this, I know I'm recommending all these things today, but um, the last episode or this episode 19 incorporated a practice that I mentioned called notice what you notice. It's going to help you recognize your emotions and where they're located in your body. This is an important practice um, because you will need to be aware of what your body is feeling physically and emotionally. Next, we need to find out what triggers you. So for example, let's say you're triggered when a man leaves you a text with okay and like literally nothing else. I'm just going to be like, wow, he's really good at conversations. Like that sounds like a winner. But honestly, we could compare it with how some women have used the word fine over the years. Um, I know when Brad and I first started dating and I'd be like, oh, I'm fine. He would be like, are you really fine? I'd be like, yes, because he would be triggered and on alert thinking that I was mad at him because that's what he experienced previously. Right. So words matter. (laughs) So make sure you make note of that for yourself. But back to this, since you already know the what in this situation, the okay that he texts you back, you could then work through the notice what you notice practice. But let's say it's like on the flip side here. Maybe you're stuck feeling anxious. You don't know how you got there, but you can just like feel how anxious you are in your body. So what you can want to do is you want to note it. Like I'm feeling anxious, um, acknowledge it and think where it's located in your body. When I feel anxious, it's always my throat. Um, Just to give you that example, sometimes people feel like a tightness in their chest or um, knots in their stomach, those sort of things. So from there, you're going to slowly start working backwards chronologically to see if you can determine the recent moment or situation that made you feel anxious in the first place. And so what you might find along the way that there are multiple moments that brought up this emotion. So I'm going to throw a career one out there for you. And I know a lot of women, I know a lot of people actually who have felt anxiety from a situation like this. Maybe your boss put a random meeting on your calendar a few days ago and hasn't spoken a word to you since. And you're meeting with her tomorrow holy crap. (laughs) Notice the history of feeling anxious tied to those moments. So your boss putting a random calendar or meeting on your calendar is the first one. Then she hasn't talked to you like since putting it on there. And it's been a few days. That's number two. And then the meeting is tomorrow. That's number three. And if you're a high achiever, which I hope you are, and you know this, like that makes you feel unprepared. Even if the meeting isn't like the worst case scenario, like of you getting fired or whatever. Um, like you're not prepared. Like that's two different sides of anxious there. Right. So 
once you know what comes up for you or what, what it is it, the trigger is tied to, you need to see what comes up for you when you've discovered the emotion tied with the trigger. You would write those down, journal out about it, you know, whatever comes up, put it down on paper. And so like what I mentioned, are you feeling like you're going to get let go? Are you feeling unprepared? Journal all that out. That's what I'm talking about. So these would be areas to explore more in depth with a coach, because I don't want to go into it here. Um, like I mentioned before, areas are so uniquely tied to you and your experience that the questions and the deep diving like that I could do right now could lead you off a completely different path. I've given so many different examples in this episode that hopefully they touched on a few um, to give you some ideas of where to start. Um, because hypothetically, like your trigger could be around an, a specific area like, you know, your finances. Um, while another person, it could be about their relationships or their career. And I don't want to lead you off the path of figuring out what triggers you in the first place and what emotions and physical feelings are tied to that trigger. All right, lady, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will talk to you next week. I'm excited to announce that registration is open for April's masterclass. It's called looking for love gain the clarity you are looking for in your love life. I'm going to be covering quite a few topics, including figuring out what you want in a man and in a relationship, plus why you want those things, having an understanding of what might be getting in your way from finding this man and having your ideal relationship. Plus, I'm going to share ways for you to build self-trust to know if someone is right for you right now. This class is going to be recorded and it's sent out to all of those who register. So even if you cannot make it live, don't worry, you get to watch the replay. Also, if you do join live, you might be one of the lucky few that gets to join me for on the spot coaching. So go to the show notes, get all the details and lock in your spot by registering today. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing the Arena podcast. If you loved this episode or even the podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. It helps more ambitious women like yourself find this show and learn how to have a healthy relationship with themselves and a partner they love. Until next time, remember to believe in yourself that you were meant for a better relationship, not only with fully knowing and loving yourself for who you are, but knowing that there's a man out there for you, you're not too picky. You're not too much. You are enough. And the right man knows this too. Have vacation on your mind? Yeah, me too. Catching some rays while having a little R&R is what I'm talking about. Some summer fun sounds great, as long as it doesn't include the side effects from boozy beverages. You know, the headaches, the dehydration, the horrible night's sleep, the hangover, and whatever else may come your way. Instead, try one of my favorite alcohol replacements called Moment. It's a botanical water, either still or sparkling, with no artificial flavors, no caffeine, and no added sugar. 
Instead, they have refreshing flute flavors, healthy botanicals, and adaptogens. Some of my favorite flavors include blueberry ginger, spiced mango, and blood orange. Plus, I find them refreshing while hanging out poolside, by the beach, or lounging at the lake. If you want to give them a try, use my promo code REINVENTINGTHEARENA at checkout for 15% off. The link is in the show notes.